let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, close your eyes and imagine a farm. Now, I'd be willing to bet that you're probably not thinking of a warehouse with bright white lighting and mechanical shelves that move like staircases from Hogwarts. But here we are. Today, I'm at Area 2 Farms, a space-saving vertical farm in a warehouse in Arlington, to chat with founder and chief science officer Tyler Barris about the how and why of all the weird things that he grows. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is CityCast DC. So it wouldn't be a farm without dogs. You're hearing some dogs barking. That's because Area yeah. 2 shares a wall with, is it a dog groomer? No. So um, it is one of the most popular dog parks in all of Arlington oh. is our, uh, we share a wall. So we are a very urban farm. You get all <laughs> of the city sounds here. You get some dogs barking. You also get some car mechanics doing their thing. But we also are probably making a decent amount of noise. We are blasting music nonstop. So... I live in Columbia Heights. I drove 20 minutes here and now I'm at a farm. Living in the city, you don't think that you have access to farmland and the ability to see farm, but y'all are really making that possible really close to the city. Yeah, it's really only possible because we do vertical. It's pretty difficult to get enough space to actually produce, to grow and feed 100 families every week. But we stack our farm up. So we're eight levels high of soil and it really helps us grow a lot. And... We're hoping to build another 10 of these in the nearby region. We think people could really benefit from, from some more farm in their life. We are looking at something that is very, <laughs> I guess the only word I can use to describe it is futuristic right now. Whatever you were, I, I mean, we talked about what this might look like when we were preparing for this episode. It's like, this was not at all what I was thinking. We've got these massive metal shelves on these green beds and these move, right? Yeah, get it moving in a second. It's loud. So yeah, so futuristic, but also sort of traditional in a way as well. Most vertical farms are all hydroponic. We're actually soil. We're sort of just like any garden bed right here. We can grow carrots and all pretty much any type of crop in soil, but then we do use some of the technology so we could stack it up and have a huge farm in a small footprint. Yeah, you guys want to see it move? Yeah. All right, let me uh, get this beast running. So the system, the, the goal is to have it sort of recreate or work with the plant's natural cycles that they would have outdoors. So we water them in the morning, just like you would um, outdoor, uh, which is at the bottom of the vertical farm here. So they're getting watered. So this is sort of their night and they slowly will move up to their morning, midday, night, and then they come back down, and this is sort of the 24-hour plant cycle of their day. So 
night to morning. And at each of these stages, they sort of like something different. So they like a little bit warmer conditions, different humidities. And the goal of this is to really let a plant sort of have like the best sort of nature cycle that they would have. Nature cycle, that's a thing. So basically, these big vertical shelves move around to mimic their watering cycle and the natural cycle that these plants would have outside. Exactly, exactly. And there's the loud noise. So that one that just made it to the left, it has just finished its daytime and is about to drop down to its nighttime. Plants want about 10 degree temperature difference between their day and their night. Uh, they want a cold night. It slows down their metabolism. Anyways, it's a bunch of science, but it makes the plants a lot happier um, when they get a cold night, which this one's about to get. So because the heat rises, it's hotter at the top and cooler exactly. at the bottom. We're really trying to work with nature. You know, it, it may seem a little bit futuristic with a lot of the, like big technology things, but uh, we're really trying to work with the natural processes, work with what the plant would want in its natural cycles. Um, yeah. David, thanks for chatting with me. So like you and I both have cars in the DC metro area and sometimes they're great, but sometimes they can be a hassle. And I heard you had car issues, man. Yes, my car like me is old and falling apart. <laughs> and so I wanted to get it fixed. But one of the truly unpleasant tasks I find in the world is getting your car fixed because you have to take it usually somewhere extremely distant, extremely inconvenient, arrange some alternate form of transportation. And so I heard about Rota, Rota.com. And I went on the Rota.com website and they will come and pick your car up, take it from you, and then do the work and bring it back to you. And so I made an appointment on Roto, which was easy as pie, beautiful user interface um, for the work that I wanted done. The valet showed up at around 10 o'clock at my house as exactly on time, very easy, just handed him my keys. He drove off with my car. About an hour later, April called me she said, here are some things that we found with your car in addition to what you want to do. She sent me videos that Michael- Wait, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a car nerd, so I like want to know the nitty gritty of what's happening because I, I don't know stuff. A million percent. They sent me this video. There was a particular belt that was had broken and they sent me a video of it and they sent me a list of sort of, here are the things that were recommended. Here are the things that seemed urgent to fix. And I could choose what I wanted to fix and sent that back to them, which took me like three minutes. Michael, the technician, fixed it. They then texted me and said, oh, your car's on the way back. My car was back in front of my house at 2.30. I'd given it to them at 10. It was back in front of my house that afternoon. Also, note, the valet did a much better job parking in front of my house than I do. <laughs> Don't they always? So much closer to the curb. And it was an incredibly pleasant, super easy experience. And they were very trustworthy. They were clear about what they were gonna fix. And it was incredibly convenient. Yeah, so this like seems like a dream. Uh, I have used them before, but it's been a bit. Would you use them again for something like this? I would like use this? Rhoda again in a second. I would use Rhoda. And they have a discount for us too, for CityCast listeners. So if you nice. go to Rhoda.com, they have the discount code CityCast20 and you get 20% off. Sweet. Uh, Plots, David, thank you so much for talking with me. Again, CityCast listeners, you get 20% off off any Rhoda service up to $100 using the code CityCast20. So go to Rhoda.com. That's R-O-D-A.com to book your appointment.
When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So I'm walking up this ladder, up the one of the vertical farm displays here at Area 2. It is these massive metal shelving units, I guess I'll call it, that have these green plant boxes on them. The whole thing is on this weighted kind of pulley lift system so that plant beds can rise and lower to be watered and to be closer to the hot air at the top. There's also a Buzz Lightyear <laughs> hanging from one of them. So this system of wires and buttons and gizmos, this is not necessarily what you would find in any vertical farm. This is actually your own design, right? We invented this, really trying to find a way to make it really efficient. But also, most vertical farms are catered to just grow one thing. So you might just be growing a ton of basil or a ton of lettuce, but we deliver direct to customers, and we really want to give them sort of a complete basket. So that's not just lettuce and herbs. We also do carrots. We do onions. And you can pretty much just grow anything in here. We've done strawberries and tomatoes. And so this system with soil and the way it moves, it really allows us to do a much more complete offering. Uh, there's probably about 100 different things growing in here right now. But we do 12-week seasons, and every 12 weeks, we pretty much completely change everything in here. And every week, actually, everyone receives something different. So this week, they're getting an Italian blend of herbs. That's rosemary, oregano, and thyme. Next week, I think they're getting a, a za'atar combo, which is marjoram with lemon thyme. And then we have a Scarborough Fair, which is your parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Who came it's, up with that name? I, mean, I, mean, I, love, <laughs> I love Simon Garfunkel, but um, yeah, so it's a lot of variety. So we mostly grow a lot of your staples, like your lettuce and your herbs, but we always include a sort of specialty item, which we could try some now if y'all want. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you guys like oysters? I love oysters. That's one of the most hard plants for us to grow, wow. too. Wow. It really does taste like oysters. This would be so good in a salad. I've never tried. So usually you'll see this one. Uh, chefs will pay like a dollar a leaf and just like trickle them on a plate, you know, and just like sparsely arrange them. So you'd also never see them in a grocery store because the chefs are buying them up. But uh, we only send it to our customers. So, you know, every every few months we'll, we'll give it out and people will get to try it. It's just like it's craziness. My mind is blown. <laughs> I have never tasted such a thing or seen such a thing. Oh, and that, uh, what I was saying, roasted garlic, that's this one. Yes, please. Yeah. It's technically a tree, but we grow it as a microgreen. So it's only about two weeks old. The flavor is like nuts. But yeah, so that's one of the ones that we put in a combo called our, our savory specialties. Um, so it's the roasted garlic, Chinese mahogany. And we have a plant that tastes like mushrooms. We can try that one later. And then we have one that tastes like cheese. One of the unique things about how we grow is we can change the light to actually get different flavors. So 
plants react um, sort of defensively when they get shown blue light. It sort of makes them stressed. And stress in a plant usually actually means they're producing more nutritious compounds because actually those are usually their, their defense compounds. Um, so on that arugula, when we give it a little bit of blue light, we stress it just a little bit. It, it tastes so strong. If you grow that outdoors, it doesn't even have half the flavor. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. So you want your arugula stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, plants are awesome. Yeah. I mean, who knew that? I mean, and this is probably making me sound like someone who's very uninformed about the world of microgreens and greens, but who knew that there were so many different flavor combinations that can be made from just growing things from the ground? I don't think many people do. <laughs> and I, I, it's so exciting for me to be able to grow them and like see mm. like the expressions you all are having right now. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's, it's so exciting. And that's so flavorful. That's one of the things that I, I really love about this farm is most farms are located out in the middle of nowhere and you actually never meet your customers or see the people who are experiencing your, the stuff you grow. But that's really why we bring the farm to the people is so they can come do tours here. They can try stuff. And then, you know, it's nice for them, but it's also really nice for the farmers because that's like really where we actually understand what we're doing. And actually, otherwise, you're it's almost like you're in a garage tinkering away at something and you never even see the end result. But like the end result of someone's face go, like, what? It's, it's just so nice. It makes it so worth it. And then I'm sure, you know, getting to actually see, or in some cases, taste the spoils, you know, that chocolate mint, some, one of your customers had the idea to put that in Eclair and was so excited to share it with you all to sort of continue that, that cycle. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's a, it goes both ways. It's really a, a two-way relationship of the customers and, and the farmers and us, you know, getting to share just recipes, share produce, share everything. It's, it's, it's so much fun. 95% of what you're, you know, we send out every week is really what people sort of know how to use every week, your staples. Um, but then, yeah, the 5% is like your Chinese mahogany, which is the, oh. Do you give people hints or tell them how they might utilize some of the things that you're giving them? Definitely. So this week we sent out a buzz button and lemon verbena. Buzz button, we'll, we'll try it in a moment. It makes your mouth go numb. It's sort of like pop rocks. It's crazy. And then lemon verbena, uh, it tastes like lemons. But when you put them together, especially there's a really popular cocktail where you use that with some tequila and the sort of combination with your mouth going numb and then you're eating the lemon verbena, it like just enhances everything. So there's, there's some really cool ways to use this. I've also seen some really cool fish recipes where they cover it in buzz buttons. It's similar to like a Szechuan peppercorn. Okay. So for us, what really excites us is being able to grow these things that people would never have. So this purple shamrock, the one that tastes like sour apple, that one has about a two-day shelf life. So it would just not even really be possible to have unless you really move the farm to the people. And there's a lot of things that we like to grow that we're selecting really for flavor. And what most people have to select for is what works well in the supply chain, what can last a couple of weeks in the grocery store. And so it's a little bit different for us. We're getting ready for the winter season. So with the winter, we, although there are no seasons here, we can grow anything, anytime. We like to have our products or like our crops match what people would want to use in that season. So peppermint in the spring, we start doing more flowers and summer, more citrusy stuff. But 
Would you say that this is more or less labor than a typical non-vertical farm? There's still a decent amount of labor. We're still, we're planting seeds, we're transplanting, we're harvesting. It's not all a bunch of robots that are, are doing it, but it's more sustainable labor. So traditionally in a farm, you might be bending over all the time and it's really backbreaking. It's tough. Our work is far more ergonomic, so you can harvest at a desk and it's way more enjoyable. We have music playing and it's more fun. You know, that was one of my biggest fears of starting a career in farming was when my body gives out at like mid thirties, what am I going to do? Most of my farming friends, you know, their backs are messed up, but part of this farm is really to try to make it better for the farmers. So trying to find something that's more sustainable on their bodies. So sustainable environmentally, economically, physically for the farmers, just, yeah, it's really trying to find a way to make it work. Yeah, not knowing much about farming, when you said mid-30s, I was like, that seems like a very grim estimate. But I guess if you're farming, you are doing a lot of like pretty backbreaking physical labor and you can't do that forever. Most people's bodies can't no. do that forever. No. What's next for Area 2? Are you going to expand more warehouse space? What's next? We've got a little expansion here as we start to increase production for next year. We're going to be doing a uh, 100 deliveries every week. And then we'd also like to build another 10 of these in the sort of nearby region each one of them also doing a, another hundred or so, but serving our, our local neighborhood. So right now our, our average customer is less than four miles away. They're really sort of a neighborhood farms that you drop in. There could be one 10 miles from here and it still would be its own sort of, have its own neighborhood of, of folks to, to serve. If people listening are like, this sounds freaking awesome, which it is, and they want to get involved, how can they do that? Yeah, shoot me an email, area2farms.com. You can find our contact info. Definitely come on a tour, try it all out. And if you want to subscribe, we're open right now for subscriptions for our winter. Farming is time intensive process. You plant something and it's not ready for, for months down the road. So early signups definitely help us so we can actually plant for you and make sure we're ready to, to get you your greens. Folks who order the CSA, what comes in each delivery? Yeah, so every week people receive a, a big bag of greens, which is about a half pound. There's a few different herbs, so an ounce of sage uh, or an ounce of rosemary, typically like your normal herb size that you'd see at a grocery store. Then we have some root crops like carrots or some fruit like tomatoes, which is a fruit. And then there's usually a specialty item in there, which is sort of some of the things we tried today or what people might try in our farm tour, purple shamrock or chocolate mint. Are you all doing the zero waste composting here? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things that I'm excited about at this farm. But one of the ones is the zero waste. So all of our roots from our plants, all of the leaves that we can't use, everything, all of the soil, it goes into our compost, which we then add worms to. They eat all that stuff up. Usually it only takes a few weeks. They turn it into good old worm poop, which is great plant food, and we reuse it all. So there's no plant waste. It's super exciting. Worms are amazing. And then we also, we don't use any pesticides. So we release beneficial insects. So predator insects like ladybugs, and they eat all the bad guys. So yeah, really working with nature really wherever we can when it comes to the cycles that they enjoy every day, when it comes to composting, when it comes to pests and defending them. Yeah. Yay, nature. <laughs> it's usually our, our grand finale is our buzz button. 
Do you just eat the whole thing? It makes it pretty hard to talk after. Oh, the buzz buttons. That is so cool. So the little flower. Yep. Chew that up. Get it all around your mouth. So because I'm on mic, I will say after we eat these, it might become hard to talk. <laughs> so just, just so folks know. Maybe I should join you. I feel like we're taking drugs <laughs> like, like, all at the same time, guys. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> See you on the other side. Oh, my God. And then the, the lemon verbena becomes sort of better afterwards. It's a, it's a little hardcore. Oh. Ooh. It is definitely hard to talk. Thank you for the heads up. Yeah, I feel like, like a rabid dog. It'll be over soon, I promise. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Two fake plant is the other oh name God. for it. Can you imagine being the first person to eat that and thinking that you've been poisoned? I'm about to die. Yeah, like this is it. <laughs> but yeah, the most popular cocktail in the world at the uh, Cosmopolitan Hotel in Vegas. This is their most popular cocktail. They do a buzz button with tequila and then has some lemon verbena in it. That recipe is in the menu this week. So if you want to experience that, <laughs> definitely sign up for Area 2 CSA. <laughs> it is an experience. Wow. So you guys haven't visited many farms then? Or have you? Or? I have not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this is my fun. First. I don't think many people often think of it sort of being a fun activity to go visit a farm, but it's definitely... You, you can get exposed to some really cool stuff. I mean, going to pick apples is like one of my favorite things, all the you picks, but that's fairly seasonal. But we're all the time. Come have fun down on the farm. And you all do tours here to open to the public once a month, correct? First Sunday of every month, you can go to our website, area2farms.com and sign up. You'll get to try everything we tried today and whatever, whatever else we have in season. It's a lot of fun. We have people coming back like multiple months, so it's it's fun. Hardcore farm fans. That was really fun. Tyler, thank you so much for letting us come check out your spot and for giving us this tour of, honestly, I can say I've eaten things I've never eaten before. I've learned things about greens that I never knew. Well, thank you, Bridget. Yeah, it's, <laughs> as I say, it's like, like my favorite experience is, sh is sharing the farm. So thank you so much for, for letting me do it. And before you go, lead producer Priyanka Tilve is here with some quick news. The Washington Post is planning to have even more layoffs. You might remember that the paper said goodbye to Date Lab and the Sunday Magazine about a week ago. On Tuesday night, publisher Fred Ryan announced that there'd be even more cuts in the first quarter of 2023. The Wall Street Journal reported last week that the Post lost half a million subscribers over the past year and does not expect to be profitable in 2022. In more positive jobs news, the Washington Teachers Union overwhelmingly voted to approve their new contract this week. It's been a long time coming. Teachers have been working under an expired contract for three years now. The new agreement gives them a 12% retroactive raise for that time, plus a retention bonus for every single teacher. Meanwhile, Prince George's County schools are considering implementing some artificial intelligence security options after a shooting at Suitland High School sent a teen to the hospital last week. The AI announcement came up during a virtual meeting about student safety on Tuesday night. More than 18,000 parents were there. And lastly, the Capitals winger Alex Ovechkin made history by becoming only the third player in NHL history to score 800 goals. He's a chance to pass Gordie Howe tonight for second all-time on the NHL's goal-scoring list. If you're keeping track at home, Ovechkin needs 894 goals to tie Wayne Gretzky for the most all-time. 
that's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, why not tell that one friend that can't get enough of weird food? Or the friend who's too lazy to go grocery shopping? We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. Today on CityCast DC, literally none of us can talk. We're at Area 2 Farms, and we just got buzz buttoned. <laughs> We're here with Tyler Barris, co-founder of Area 2 Farms and Area 2 Farms chief science officer. None of us can really talk right now. Stay tuned to this episode to find out why.